0: Hello and welcome to Bite-Sized History, the show where I try to make history fun, fast, and interesting. I'm Nick, your host. Today, we're going to be talking about the role that the Haitians played in the American Revolutionary War. Uh, While a lot of people know that there were actually African Americans involved giving some kind of black representation in the American Revolutionary War, there actually was a force of Haitians from the island of Saint-Domingue that fought on the side of the Americans under command of the French. So that's what we're going to be talking about today here on Bite-sized History. Our story begins with the island of Saint-Domingue, which is now called Haiti and Dominican Republic. Uh, Haiti as a nation didn't exist yet at the time of the American Revolution so we're talking the 1770s 1780s Um, at the time Haiti was a French colony Uh, they made a lot of money off of sugar so what happened was during the war the French decided to give support to the American colonists in order to kind of strike back at their hated rival the British especially after their defeat in the French and Indian War. So they formed the all-black Chasseurs Volontaires de Saint-Domingue. It was a a unit of black Haitians that would be sent to the United States to help the colonists. The word chasseur comes from la chasse, which means to chase or hunt. But chasseur in like French military kind of parlance... It it refers to light infantry. So what they did was there were 545 of these men that took place uh, in the Siege of Savannah in 1779. They provided cover for their French allies. Originally, it was uh, all volunteer soldiers, 10 companies of light infantry. And the important thing here is that they were all free men. So they were black, they were free, they were from uh, Haiti. They were enlisted as part of a special expeditionary force, um, part of a larger French contingent that was sent to help the Americans at the Siege of Savannah. They were under the command of a French general called Charles Ectol, the Comte d'Estaing. And as I mentioned, they were all black. Now what's interesting is most of them were formerly enslaved. So they were on both sides, the Loyalist and the Patriot side, they offered black people freedom in exchange for military service. Um, so that's kind of something that's, that's interesting. You can even see this in the movie, um, The Patriot, if you've ever seen it, there's a black character in there who's uh, fighting. I think he has to do an enlistment of six months or 12 months or something like that. Uh, or Maybe it's even longer. It's actually two or three years. But, um, you know, he gains the respect of his fellow soldiers and and stuff like that. So, in the early years of the war, there actually were black American soldiers that fought in the New England militia. um, And they were present at Lexington, Concord and Bunker Hill. Um, Now, when they actually made the Continental Army, um, there was a lot of tension. There was kind of this debate within the united states whether it was wise to arm slaves uh, and southern slaveholders were definitely against that this resistance within the american ranks to Uh, enlisting black soldiers during the Revolutionary War led to a lot of them actually taking up the British offer and fighting for the British instead. And up to 20,000 black soldiers actually fought for the British um, during the American Revolutionary War. Eventually, there was a shortage of white recruits and that ended the ban on black soldiers. Southern slaveholders continued to resist the enlistment of their slaves. So it's super interesting that, you know, black people and white people serving side by side uh, in American history is kind of a come and go thing. So it happened in the American Revolution, and then the army uh, wouldn't allow black soldiers for you know, almost another hundred years until the Civil War. And then even after the Civil War, I believe it was Wilson in the 1910s or something like that, that actually resegregated the armed forces. And then it stayed that way until Harry Truman uh, in the forties. It could have been even the early fifties, desegregated the armed forces again. So it's kind of this push and pull. It's, It's this constant struggle. Let's talk about these chasseurs. Why did they actually fight? So it's kind of the same old story, you know, in every war uh, where you have young men. Some of them join up to be tough, uh, some of them join up for a sense of adventure or to express uh, their patriotism. Uh, maybe soldiers who had less money, so maybe they didn't come from the middle or upper classes. They did it for the pay this is super interesting uh the french actually paid these chasseurs the same as white soldiers which is not something that um could be said in other nations you know so i just found that interesting that the french actually paid them the same uh as the white soldiers the men who were chasseur were legally free, uh, but some of them may not have been at the time they were enlisted. Um, Saint-Domingue imposed a liberty tax, so like when you freed an enslaved person, you had to pay a pretty substantial tax. But you could get away from this tax if you did military service. So that's a final reason as to why maybe some of these men actually joined up is because they wanted to be free. Let's say their master wanted to free them for whatever reason, but you had to pay this hefty tax. It was a way to be like, okay, well, join the the chasseur and then you uh, you can be free after that. So what did the chasseurs do um, at the Siege of Savannah? Well, they were about a third of the total French force that sailed to help the Americans besiege Savannah. So the British were holed up in the city. They were the largest military unit to serve in the Siege of Savannah, 545 soldiers. The battle was in 1779. They did mostly support work, uh, digging fortifications and moving supplies but some of them did fight on the front line, which is unusual, again, for black soldiers at the time. Unexpected British resistance meant that the French troops were not in position when required. Uh, This hole in the line was covered by the Chasseurs, and they provided vital cover for the retreat of the French when the time came to readjust their lines. When the war was over, some of these black soldiers became very important figures in Haiti's struggle for independence. So, interesting fact here, Haiti is the first majority black republic in the Western world. Uh, There were insurrections by enslaved people beginning in 1791, so right after the French Revolution. So a lot of the ideas of the revolution are spreading to the far corners of the French Empire. In 1804, They formed the Republic of Haiti, uh, which was full-blown in the middle of the Napoleonic Wars. So some historians have suggested that one of the reasons why this slave rebellion actually succeeded, whereas so many others had failed, not only against the French, but against the Americans or the British or whatever, uh, is because the French authorities were so busy with the Napoleonic Wars. Lastly, let's talk about Savannah's Haitian monument. This is uh, a monument that you can see in Savannah today. It took uh, people seven years to drum up the support and the money they needed to build this thing. It cost over half a million dollars. It's basically, it depicts six members of the Chasseurs Volontaires uh, mounted atop a six foot by 16 foot granite pillar and on the sides of the pillar are the history of the regiment and kind of what they did during the war. What's interesting is one of the figures depicted is the drummer boy. His name was Henri Christophe, and he was the first leader of independent Haiti. In his early teens, when he joined the Chasseur, he was believed to have even been at the Siege of Savannah. So this little drummer boy eventually became the first leader of an independent haiti so that's that's interesting too and and that's something that's a point worth mentioning is a lot of these guys learned how to fight and then they used those fighting skills you know marching in formation volley firing how to operate firearms how to use bayonets stuff like that they used a lot of those skills to later rebel against the French and establish their own country so I just wanted to talk to, uh, about that a little bit most of the push for the creation of the memorial came from the haitian american historical society uh which is based in miami and this was actually one of their first big projects was this monument and it's important too because like it commemorates a lot of the ordinary soldiers that fought in the war a lot of the revolutionary war monuments in the united states depict generals or famous powerful people um I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure there are some uh, that actually commemorate the ordinary soldiers. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here today at Bite Size History. We got a chance to talk about Les Chasseurs Volontaires de Saint-Domingue. This uh, all volunteer, free men, uh, black military formation that took place, uh, that took part in the American Revolutionary War. And it's a, one of the first major points of contact between the histories of Haiti and the United States. So I thought that was interesting. It's a story I wanted to share with you here today on Bite-Sized History, the show where I try to make history fun, fast, and interesting. I was Nick, your host. Leave a review on iTunes, leave a review on Spotify, tell your friends, and uh, I hope you enjoyed. Thanks. Goodbye.